Okay, we're going to do something that is both very traditional and really different. Okay? Now, the really traditional part is reading the story about Jesus and his birth. That's very traditional. It is Christmas time. And unfortunately, the book of John that we've been going through doesn't have this. So we're going to be reading it from the other Gospels. And we're actually reading it from the Harmonized Gospels, also called The Life of Jesus. And it is written by the same Brian Simmons that writes the Passion Translation. And we are going to uh, read that. Um, and then we're going to hear... Um, the songs of Christmas in a little different way. Okay? Okay, bear with me. <laughs> it's an experiment. The angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what it may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, do not yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will enthrone him as King on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, But how could that happen? I'm still a virgin. Gabriel answered, The spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now in her sixth month. Not one promise from God is empty of power, for nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary responded, saying, This is amazing. I will be a mother for the Lord? As his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. Now that's quite an announcement. That's quite an agreement that Mary made with the angel as well. And we know that Elizabeth did have a baby 
The baby's name was John, and he was eventually John the Baptizer, or John the Baptist. Now Elizabeth prophesied with power, it says, in the Gospel according to Luke. And she had this prophecy that was uh, just amazing to her and to us, I think, as well. And it says in the scriptures that the baby within her womb jumped and kicked when Elizabeth first saw Mary after this uh, announcement. Now I'm going to sing this, and I'm just going to make up a tune, so hang with me, okay? This is what Elizabeth sings, or says. Mary, you are a woman given the highest favor and privilege above all others. For your child is destined to bring God great delight. How did I deserve such a remarkable honor to have the mother of my Lord come and visit with me? The moment you came in the door and greeted me, my baby danced inside me with ecstatic joy. Great favor is upon you, for you have believed every word, every word spoken to you from the Lord. Okay, that, that may catch you a little off guard, but anyway, there you go. I just kind of made up a tune as I went along. It sort of sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, this time, uh, what follows is that Mary sings a song. And some of you will remember a few weeks back when we talked about this song of Mary, which is sometimes called the Magnificat is somewhat similar to Hannah's song in the Old Testament. Hannah, as you'll recall, was the mother of Samuel. So Mary sings this song of praise to God.
ecstatic overflowing with praises to God my spirit bursts with joy over my life giving God for he has set his tender gaze upon me his lowly servant girl and from here on, everyone will know that I have been favored and blessed. The Mighty One has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is His name. Mercy kisses all his godly lovers from one generation to the next. Mighty power flows from him to scatter all those who walk in pride. Powerful princes he tears from their thrones and he lifts up the lowly to take their place those who hunger for him will always be filled but the smug and self-satisfied he will send away 
empty because he can never forget to show mercy he has helped his chosen servant keeping his promises to Abraham and to his descendants Then an angel came to Joseph, and Mary had been promised to Joseph to be his wife, but while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Her fiancé, Joseph, was a righteous man, full of integrity, and he did not want to disgrace her. But when he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned to break the engagement. While he was still debating with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a supernatural dream. An angel from the Lord appeared to him in clear light and said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife, because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child in her womb. She will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Savior, for he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. This happened so that what the Lord spoke through his prophet would come true. Listen, Listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son, and he will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God became one of, one of us. Hallelujah, he became one of us. When Joseph awoke from his dream, he did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife, but they refrained from having sex until she gave birth to her son, whom they named Jesus. Now, it's a bit unclear exactly what the relationship was between Mary and Elizabeth. They were probably cousins, first cousins, second cousins. They were related in some way. And so we're going to hear a little bit about Elizabeth and her husband, Zechariah. When Elizabeth's pregnancy was full term, she gave birth to a son. All her family, friends, and neighbors heard about it, and they too were overjoyed, for they realized that the Lord had showed such wonderful mercy upon her. When the baby was eight days old, according to their custom, all the family and friends came together for the circumcision ceremony. Everyone was convinced that the parents would name the baby Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth spoke up and said, No, 
His name is going to be John. What? they explained. No one in your family line has that name. So they gestured to the baby's father, Zechariah, who had been struck silent by God because of his doubt of this whole matter. They asked the baby's father to ask what to name the child. After motioning for a writing tablet, in amazement of all, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and his first words were praises to the Lord. The fear of God then fell on the people of their village, and the news of this astounding event traveled throughout the hill country of Judea. Everyone was in awe over it. All who heard this news were astonished and wondered, if a miracle brought this birth, what on earth will this child become? Clearly God's presence is upon this child in a powerful way. And we know now that there was a tremendous power. Their son was John, John the Baptist.
Then Zechariah was filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied. Praise be to Thee, exalted Lord, God of Israel, for He has seen us through eyes of grace, and He comes as our hero God to set us free. He appears to us as a mighty Savior, a trumpet of redemption from the house of David, his servant, just as he promised long ago by the words of his holy prophets they prophesied. He would come one day and save us from every one of our enemies and from the power of those who hate us. Now he has shown us the mercy promised to our ancestors, for he has remembered his holy covenant he has rescued us from the power of our enemies this fulfills the sacred oath he made with our father abraham now we can boldly worship god with holy lives living in purity as priests in his presence every day and to you i prophesy my little son you will be known as the prophet of the glorious god for you will be a forerunner going before the face of the Master Yahweh to prepare hearts to embrace His ways. You will preach to His people the revelation of salvation life and cancellation of all our sins to bring us back to God. The splendor light of heaven's glorious sun rises about to break upon us in holy visitation, all because the merciful heart of our God is so very tender. The word from heaven will come to us with dazzling light to shine upon those who live in darkness. Near death's dark shadow, he will illuminate the path that leads to the way of peace. Afterward, their son grew up and was strengthened by the Holy Spirit, 
and he grew in his love for God. John chose to live in the lonely wilderness until the day came that he was to be displayed publicly to Israel. Now we've left out a rather important part of the story, and that is Jesus being born. During those days, the Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Everyone had to travel to his or her hometown to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his fiancée, Mary, left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there, since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. After wrapping the newborn baby in strips of cloth, they laid him in a feeding trough, since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. That night, in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, and the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then, all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven. For there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. I won't even try to sing that. There is no way that I'm going to compete with an angel or actually a whole army of angels. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go, let's hurry and find his word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby, lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified Him for all they had heard and seen for themselves. 
just like the angel had said. But there's still a little more to the story. On the day of the baby's circumcision ceremony, eight days after his birth, his parents gave him the name Jesus, the name prophesied by the angel before he was born. After Mary's days of purification had ended, it was time for her to come to the temple with a sacrifice, according to the law of Moses, after the birth of a son. So Mary and Joseph took the baby Jesus to Jerusalem to be dedicated before the Lord. For it is required in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be a set-apart one for God, and to offer a prescribed sacrifice, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. As they came to the temple to fulfill this requirement, an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon. He was a very good man, a lover of God, who kept himself pure, and the spirit of holiness rested upon him. Simeon believed in the imminent appearing of the one called the refreshing of Israel, for the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the Anointed One of God. For this reason the Holy Spirit had moved him to be in the temple court at the very moment Jesus' parents entered to fulfill the requirements of the sacrifice. Simeon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God and prophesied, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant, and now I can die content. For your promise to me has been fulfilled, with my own eyes I have seen your word. The Savior you sent into the world, he will be glory for your people Israel and the revelation light for all people everywhere. Mary and Joseph stood there awestruck over what was being said about their baby. Simeon then blessed them and prophesied over Mary. A painful sword will one day pierce your inner being for your child will be rejected by many in Israel and the destiny of your child is this he will be laid down as a miracle sign for the downfall and resurrection of many in Israel this sign, but it will expose to all the innermost thoughts of their hearts before God. A prophetess named Anna was also in the temple court that day. She was from the Jewish tribe of Asher and the daughter of Phanuel. Anna was an aged widow 
who had been married only seven years before her husband passed away. After he died, she chose to worship God in the temple continually. For the past 84 years, she had been serving God with night and day prayer and fasting. While Simeon was prophesying over Mary and Joseph and the baby, Anna walked up to them and burst forth with a great chorus of praise to God for the child. And from that day forward, she told everyone in Jerusalem who was waiting for their redemption that the anticipated Messiah had come. And you're very fortunate that we don't know what she said in her praises, because that leaves me very little more to sing.
Thank you, Lord, for your Son. Thank you, Lord. Hear Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church, a network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as pgn.church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 